Welcome back to another episode of Faces of Our Cities. I'm your host, Jesse. And today, I am really excited for this conversation with Mike Haas. Mike was uh, a part of my life almost 10 years ago now. He came into my life in a, a, a weird place where I was at a weird place. Uh, and God just really just knew exactly what I needed to get through that time. And Mike came in. I'm pretty positive Mike saved me from going to jail. Um, I'm pretty sure Mike uh, helped me uh, try to understand my job at the time. I was working in development. Um, and if I remember right, so Mike, you were a consultant for the nonprofit that I was working at. Um, which was yep. an after-school program, and uh, I want to say we were just working together for a couple of months, um, yeah. and I, you've got such an insane background. Like the the twenty minutes that I said we were going to use for this this podcast is doesn't even give us close to enough time to really dig into your background, but. Could you, for for the audience, help us understand kind of the the fast version or the short version of your history that led you up to where you're at right now? Sure. Yeah. I mean, part of uh, I made some pretty poor choices when I was young, and uh, you know, ultimately um, went to um, ultimately went to prison for man. I don't even know. All together, including county jail, it's like 10, 10, 11 years. And it's, uh, you know, in between state of Wisconsin, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Indiana. It's pretty, pretty I didn't crazy. realize that you had <laughs> been in that many places. Yeah, they transferred, um, you know, the county jails, and then they transferred me. So when I got sentenced here in Wisconsin, at that point in time, they were moving inmates around. So I was one of those lucky ones that got to go to Tennessee, Oklahoma, and then came back. Okay. <laughs> lucky? I, yeah, I guess. I mean, it, warmer weather, yeah, yeah. I guess, <laughs> right? <laughs> warmer weather, weather and rattlesnakes. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and so um, obviously that that uh, was a, a, a defining part of your life. Um, am I create? Can I bring this up? <laughs> We're recording, so either I have to delete it or or I'm okay with sure. bringing it up. But um, I think you're like one of the only people that's been pardoned, more or less, right? Like you no longer have that on um, your record. So not so not pardoned. Um, I was given a gift by. I would say the district attorney's office um, of the county that I worked for, which was Waukesha County at the time. Um, Brad Schimmel, who was the DA, DA at that time, um, one of the assistant DAs and Paul Booker, they're the ones that gave, ultimately gave me my gift. Um, and, uh, you know, I credit, you know, Brad Schimmel for opening that door for, for me at that point. Wow. So, um, and, and that, um, I guess, can you, are you willing to go into what that means? Cause I don't think people understand what a sure. gift for someone who's been to prison looks like if it's not a pardon. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, so when I came out and then moved, um, back in, I moved in with my wife, with now my wife, um, I, we created this program for Waukesha County. 
So I was working at a teen center at the time, and I designed this program with her, and we invited a bunch of people. And it, to be, um, to have this meeting, Brad Schimmel came and then liked it so much, we brought it back into the same courtroom and courthouse that I was sentenced in. So sitting at one table as a defendant, now sitting at the prosecutor's table. And then to even go farther than that, my DA at the time was um, now a judge. And the, the judge that sentenced me was one of my very first donors. And so to be given a check for my first donor in the courtroom that I was sentenced in by the DA, um, and now have this program in the courthouse to serve the youth of, of Waukesha County, that was the, that was the gift. So never looks back and and so now you're um ceo and uh executive director of empower mke um can you give us the breakdown what is empower mke what what are you guys focused on what are you doing sure yeah so i mean uh empower mke is like a multifaceted program um and so it's designed as a pre-charging program second chance and so when you look at it, uh, Waukesha, Milwaukee County, right? If any juvenile or young person, 17 to 25, goes to court facing these charges, I think everybody deserves a second chance. I got one. I've and gotten so like seven. So. Provide, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we ultimately provide an educational diversion program for 14 weeks. Um, and then if they complete it, then either the, the district attorney or their lawyer or public defender We've already had the agreement. The felony gets reduced to a misdemeanor. The misdemeanor disappears. Or how it happened in Waukesha County was pre-charging. So it never hits the court docket. It never hits your record. Um, It's kind of sealed. It's like it doesn't exist. Um, So that's one part. Then Empower kind of drifted off into um, these things called barbershop talks. And one of the things uh, that we noticed was here in Milwaukee, it was kind of during the whole racial turmoil in between officers, MPD, the neighborhoods, you know, things are crazy. And so myself and an officer um, sat down and designed what's called a barbershop talk. That's where you're comfortable. You get your hair cut. You have these awesome conversations. And so I partnered with Milwaukee Police Department and we reached out to local barbershops. Now these are all for youth. We'd bring these youth in, male and female. So we had a beauty shop and a, and a barbershop. And we talked all sorts about all sorts of issues. We talked about domestics, batteries, um, high-speed chases, shootings. The officers then got to tell their stories. Um, and then I told mine. And then what you had was this constructive conversation um, about things that are happening in their neighborhood. And what resonated out of it was positivity and not being scared of or intimidated by the police department and understanding that the police department is humans. Um, and so that kind yeah. of, that carried on. It still carries on now. We're actually um, in St. Charles youth facility, which is amazing. And then we also traveled into high schools and middle schools. And so we have an opportunity to go into and talk to sixth, seventh and eighth graders about choices, consequences, long-term goals, some short-term batteries, bullying, bullying, all those kind of things. Um, and, you know, Empower has really progressed into this huge, like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it, 
besides God has blessed us tremendously with Empower MKE. When you started doing those talks with, uh, with um, the barbershop talks, um, yeah. that was a while ago, right? I mean, like most people yeah. think like the, the conflict uh, with officers like, oh, you know, you mean like in the last year, year and a half? But no, you're talking about like you started this work like a decade plus ago, right? Like before even yeah, we so were I started, working together. Yeah, it's like I think the the concept of it started almost 20 years ago, I think. The barbershop talk started a couple of years ago. And that just kind of stemmed off of there was an incident at Sherman Park. And then there was uh, the stuff downtown that happened. And... Um, you know, it's just a, a huge, tremendous need, I, I think, for youth to understand that officers aren't bad. And then coming from a person that shouldn't really like officers, but I do, because now we partner with them, seeing both sides that, you know, a person that's been in the system can work very well together with officers and officers can work very well with people from the system and it creates that, that bond. Not saying that every officer is good, but there are some really solid amazing officers especially the chief of police now he's a uh, man him and his whole command staff are awesome Who's that? that's in milwaukee yeah yeah that's uh chief norman okay okay i see i leave yep. i leave milwaukee for six months and i don't even know who's in charge anymore <laughs> yeah he uh his district actually between district two and district three he's on one that really spearheaded um the barbershop talks as well as another captain that's really really close okay. to us okay so yeah. So the barbershop talks, that's really one of the, how, how often do you do those? Um, so we used to do them. I used to do one with every police district. So we used to do like three or four a month. It was crazy. Okay. And so that was during the summer so that kids could get their haircuts for free, have these conversations, you know, auto theft was really high. Chasing was really high. Gunshots were really high. So we tried as much as we possibly could to talk about those. Um, and now that school's in session, we've kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, we still have them, um, but we have them in like different scenarios. So no bar no barber, but same conversations, kids asking questions, officers coming in. Um, you know, it was really cool to do St. Charles because St. Charles is a youth facility. And so those, yeah. those kids are locked up. And then uh, just to see four officers come in and then myself, um, Man, that was like two hours of heaven right there. Wow. It was it was cool. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing a pretty good response from the youth? Um are they have they had have you had a chance to have follow up conversations with them since those? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I also do a lot of stuff at a at a local high school too. Um we do uh empowers in this high school doing a mental health day. Um and those kids, man. They'll, they'll, all hours of the night will call or send a text message. They really, really, um, they like the interaction. Uh, trust is a huge thing. And so establishing that trust and that a relationship, they'll reach out to you afterwards. And so, you know, they'll send me text messages um, or the mom or the dads will. You know, some, some of them have questions about the law. And that's exactly what this is designed for, is that education, understanding, if you don't get it, reach out to somebody so you don't make that poor choice. Uh, so I think it's very successful. Cool. That's awesome. How uh, are you yeah. funding Empower MKE? Is that grants? Is it donors? What? 
all of the above, wherever so money we, comes from? <laughs> yeah, so we uh, so we hooked up with uh, an organization called Link Milwaukee, okay. uh, which actually is is in is in Texas. It started That's in interesting. Texas. Interesting. Okay. Um, and so they help uh, with the whole non for profit business plan, and then the um, some of the funds are derived from the clients themselves. Uh, and so, you know, it's not getting out of a court date because, you know, the, as the court says, you know, there's fines and all these things that are happening. Um, and so the district attorney's office wants people if they're charged to pay. Um, and so they put a figure on top of that. And so, you know, even if you come through, you know, I'll give you an example. If you come through on a felony, you know, it's maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand. If it's a misdemeanor, it's 500 bucks. That is a huge wash from what you're going to pay. If you go to court, retain an attorney, or if you don't, public defender fees, um, and then what's the guarantee afterwards? And so everything's laid out in front. Here's the agreement. Here's what you do. And then that also shows the court that you are real about your freedom. Now, I've paid my fine. I've done my classes. I've earned this. Mm -hmm. um, and so usually it, it happens. Wow. And I would guess, yeah. I would guess um, going through that program versus like, say you end up going to, to prison and then trying to rehabilitate, say this with quotations, yeah. just I would guess it's so much more difficult after having been in prison than doing it before getting there, I would think, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, going to prison is a completely different world. And I don't wish that upon anybody. And this whole program is designed off of my life and what I thought I would need to not go to prison. And so, you know, we, we t I, I'll tell them, you know, one of the, the courses is gang education. And I will tell them the scenarios that I went through on the rec field and the rubber bullets and the tear gas and the two years in solitary or the, yeah, the year and a half to two years and either in solitary or by myself and the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, I, all that's there. The gang activity, how it works inside there, all that is inside of the penitentiary, completely different. Um, and the mental anguish and then, honestly, the trauma, because when I'm 47 now and I still relive moments and I still have, you know, thoughts of, of you know, oh, there's the gray brick because the gray brick, that's what the penitentiaries are painted on. And so we try, I try to defer these, these young people not going there. Don't do um, this because it, ne it never leaves right. you ever. Right. It's, I can so, imagine it's, um, yeah, that the, the trauma that you end up going through and what it would take for just someone to go like to try to work through normal trauma, right? Like the, yeah. like non-prison trauma um, yeah. is hard already and requires hours and hours of therapy and now try to do that as a as a someone who came out of prison not only is it going to be or your or your families right yeah yeah you know your families go through tons you know i had i have three sisters i had my mom my dad i had amanda at the time and i didn't even understand what they were going through and they didn't understand what i was going through even now when i come home um, but just the stress that it put on my, you know, obviously my wife now, um, or my mom or my dad, my dad said to me before, um, he passed away, he said, you know, Mike, he's like, we never thought you would get out. 
Like <laughs> your father tells you that on a walk in Portland, Oregon. Um, and so that, that, that's a lot of weight, um, on your shoulders as well. And so, you know, you try to, you try to shrug it off and do the best that you yeah. can. And so this is, this, yeah. is, this is my outlet. This is what God has told me to do is help others. So that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. Have you seen, um, any, I mean, success rate of the program or do you guys track, uh, if there are repeat offenders after the program or anything mm -hmm. like that, what kind of a success rate are we, are we talking and are we seeing? Or are you seeing? Yeah, when when we were full steam, we were at about ninety seven percent. And so when you talk about success, I mean, um, you know, I've got I've got a couple. I have uh, you know, I've got tons of kids, um, young adults now, you know, that are moms and dads that are just working, and you know, some of them I see. But I've got one um, that came to me on pretty serious offenses. Went through the program is now a detective for the town of Brooklyn. Wow. Uh, and so. Wow. Of another one that graduated and went on to become a U.S. Marshal. Um, it is I had one that's just recent, uh, the beginning of the middle of last year, that really um, got arrested in Waukesha County, went through the program, and there was no option on the table. He was definitely going to go to jail. We went back into the court, and the judge goes, man, I know Mr. Haas, and I know his program well. And then we put expungement on the table. And she granted that after two years so that he could become a real estate agent. And so um, that's a huge success story because Waukesha County usually doesn't do that. <laughs> and so to have that expungement is, uh, is, a, bi is a big deal. And so um, it's, it's cool to see these young people r rise up and do what they need to do and, and honor that. Wow. So That's awesome. Um... Yeah. Where do you want to, where, where are you taking this? Is You know, you're in Waukesha right now. You're, you know, obviously MKE Milwaukee is in the name. Is there a desire yeah. or an interest from other counties uh, and other systems to have this program? Or is this system uh, and this program that you've built, uh, I guess, so reliant on you that, uh, you can't be in that many places at once. What is, what, what does yeah, that look like? It's no. So let me tell you, so, you know, and people say that all the time, you need a person, it's not relying on me. You need a person that's been through the system that is not scared to put his life out there. And so, you know, I have put my life out there. I've been chased by the media. You know, I've done the interviews um, for the news, you know, and so one of those things is if you have a person that's dedicated um, and led by God, number number one, to do this, this can be extremely successful. And so my ultimate goal would be to have, I really would love to hit um, Minnesota. You know, Harrison County, I think, um, is one of those counties that I would go into, um, find a person that's just like me, help mold that and do an offshoot. Um, Indianapolis would be another one. Uh, they're struggling a lot down there with narcotics and gangs. Um, you know, and I always have a heart for Michigan, so that's, where most of my, some of my family is. And so um, you can model this program anywhere. You just have to have a person that's been through that wants to see the success and then understands yeah. it. Um, you know, at Los Angeles, yeah, probably not. A little bit too big right. for me. <laughs> not, not exactly um, someone that you can uh, like mold from the beginning, right? Like, oh, you haven't been to prison? Right? Well, first let's get you, let's yeah, get you to prison for 10 years first. <laughs> All right, and you're, yeah. but you're a perfect fit. But you, you just, 
you need prison first, right? Like, <laughs> like you gotta do ten right. years first, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, uh, yeah, that's not gonna work, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm sure that that is even um, more complicated than it's a it's a more complicated growth plan than most people are used to having to figure out. You uh, you have to have been yeah. to prison. You have to love Jesus, and and God's got to set that on your heart. But I mean. Um, I think that you and I can both uh, say with confidence that if if uh, it's a program that that has God behind it, uh, a nothing's yeah. impossible, and b He's going to bring those people uh, into your life right when you're ready for Him. You know, uh, which is going to be exciting. You, right, and you, I mean, you know, you know, this. There are tons of people that have stories, and so. You know, one of the the gifts I think that God has given me is a gift to gab. Although, you know, my wife is like, "Come on, let's go." I love talking to people, and it's, um, you know, God bless her because she's a very patient individual, <laughs> and so I talk a lot. Um, and so there's so many people with so many stories that have gone through so much, um, and so just finding that right person, and then saying, "Hey, I have this idea that I've been running. Why don't we take it here?" And so it's it's like you do. You got to travel. You got to meet people, and boom, we'll see what happens. Let's see what yeah. God does. Yeah, totally. All right, um, let's get into the meat of uh, yeah. this podcast, which is um, can you can you share some some life hacks? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of want to know like a prison <laughs> hack. To be honest with you, I think like I think we deserve at least one like like mix ex a prison I, hack. or or maybe like. Don't mix the ketchup and the mustard. I don't know something like that. Can you give us, or 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 can you give us just something that you did? Are you willing to give us something that you did that kept yeah. you being able to move forward? Ten years is a long time. How did? What was something that you did? And then and then um, yeah. All right, so I'll get. So I'll give you a life hack that you don't do is. Um, when you're in solitary confinement, do not, do not, uh, that stun shield really hurts. Um, <laughs> so, you know, as crazy as I was, uh, maybe once or twice was good enough, um, but it's really painful. Wow. So that's a, that's a I don't dose. even know what a stun shield um, is, so I'm going to Google that. It's, uh, they, they come in and they bum rush your cell after a certain commands, they tear gas you, and then they hit you with like, I don't know, 50,000 volts through your body. It's, it's, it's quite wow. entertaining. And you're a big dude. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not fun, okay. man. <laughs> okay. Don't. Yeah. Um, all right. The shield, watch out. For there the are, you know, it was, it was funny cause I was just talking to my wife about this the other day, ramen noodles. So you can cook ramen noodles like 90 million different ways. And so, you know, being hypothetical, being hypothetical, you can do, ramen noodles like 30 different ways and so life hack is the chili ramen noodle is the best oh yeah no i'm with you on that hands down i've eaten hands I've down eat... hot and spicy i've it eaten is. a lot of a lot of ramen and i think that any entrepreneur has either eaten a lot of ramen or a lot of peanut butter and jelly or both <laughs> And <laughs> and yep. if you haven't, then you got into the entrepreneurial game with plenty of money in your savings really? account. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and sardines and oatmeal. I used to eat that oh, a lot. That sounds terrible. 
It's, it's horrible. Don't try it. Um, protein? But it's one of those things that, that fills you. So sardines are protein, oatmeal is protein, and then you go and work out. As terrible as it sounds, it's really filling. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a prison, those are prison okay. hacks. Okay, what about, what about um, any in current life hacks or business hacks that make you really efficient or things that you're like, gosh, I just do this every single day and, and sure. it, it makes all the difference. Um, okay, so I mean, there's there's a couple. Number one is, um, well, I, I know that she's gonna come at me when I say this, but making sure that you have um, a very, very strong woman in your corner. So I have one. Um, God has blessed me with the most amazing wife uh, that a man could possibly have. Uh, and so granted, I don't listen to her all the time. Uh, she, she's there uh, and, and keeps me in line. So try to find one of those. Um, number two is have a really, really good um, grant writer. Uh, you know, a good grant writer that knows you um, and knows your mission is, uh, is very, very important. And number three, surround yourself with positive people. Okay. Um, and so, you know, the doors will be closed on you the positive people, the ones that are going to reinforce your mission and your goal and keep you striving, striving, striving. And so God has placed these people in your life and allow him to do it and listen to what he does and follow his path. Cause ultimately it's his path. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the biggest thing. It's not, it's not your world. It's his world. So. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you for your time, Mike. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure our audience will really enjoy this. And if they want to sure. learn more about your program or just reach out and have one of these chats with you to learn more about your story, um, is LinkedIn the best way for them to connect with you? Or would you prefer yeah, like so through a website? Got... No, we've got LinkedIn. We have, we're on Facebook, Empower, MK, MKE. Um, or Empower MP, that's, yeah. a, that's on Facebook yeah. there. Um, and then we'll respond, either myself or my wife will respond, or they can just simply call me. Uh, my phone number is on LinkedIn and Facebook, and I'll be more than happy to chat. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. I, I hope that happens. Thank you. And, um, uh, yeah, just exciting things. I'm really glad that we reconnected. It's been 10 years at least, Absolutely. I think, since we've actually you done look, this. You Thank good. you. Yeah, definitely uh, grew <laughs> <laughs> grew into my face a little bit um and um yeah no it's uh, i appreciate your time so thank you so much anytime brother. um and uh have a great day i guess thanks All you right. too